If you've ever donated blood or been on the other side of the equation and required a transfusion, you probably were made aware of your blood type, especially if you have a type of blood that means you are a universal donor. So even though you haven't been to a blood drive since 2004, the Red Cross is probably still blowing up your phone. So shortages of blood to transfuse sounds like something that would only ever happen in a war-torn and poverty-stricken country. But the truth is, is that it happens every year in the United States just about and actually a couple of weeks ago the Red Cross put out a statement asking people to donate because they are critically short on blood and platelets. They're approximately under by 61,000 donors according to their press release from July 5th um, and summer is not an unusual time for these shortages because first of all people go on vacation and they're traveling and these drives wherever they're organized are run by volunteers and if you compound that with the holidays and school vacation so therefore probably more visits to the emergency room and hospitals can also be on reduced staff around those times. It's not surprising that the supplies of blood dwindle at this time of the year. So I've mentioned blood types before on the show, mostly because I was talking about how mine is a positive. In the ABO blood typing system, just to give you a brief overview, there are two things that are denoted here. So the type of molecules on the blood cell, A, B, or O, and then whether or not the person is racist factor, R, E. H, negative or positive. So there are like a core eight types and yours is determined by your parents. So if both of your parents are AB types, then they have both A and B molecules and you could have AB or AB blood. So if both of your parents are type O, you would also be type O. Like a genetic Punnett square to determine blood type. When one parent has one and one has another, it can be a little bit more complicated. But basically just know that it is determined by genetics. So I have type a positive blood and the positive means that I am RH factor positive. So most people have this antigen and whether they have AB or O type blood, there are actually like over 300 antigens that can be present, but RH factor usually refers to the one that is easiest to detect, which is the D antigen. So these core types, A, B, O, negative and positive, can actually be subdivided even further by those antigens. And therefore there are some types that are extremely rare, like less than a thousand people have them. Of course, if you're O negative, which is the universal donor type, you might feel rare and indeed your blood is special because of its power. And similarly, if you are AB positive, you can be the universal donor of blood plasma, making you special as well and also somewhat coveted. It actually goes both ways because you are also the universal receiver, which means that you can get blood from anybody. So being a giver is good, but when the tables are turned and you need a transfusion, what happens if your blood type isn't on tap. What if you have antigens in your blood that most people don't? Or what if you don't have any at all? So the most rare blood type in the world is something called RH null, which is sometimes referred to as the golden blood type. There are actually less than a dozen active donors in the world. And in the 50 years or so since it was discovered, less than 50 people with the blood type have been identified. Because so few people have it, these donors are not often needed, but when they are, you better believe that they take
take the call. So first of all, don't confuse this with RH negative blood because if you have like A negative blood, you are RH negative for that really common, easy to identify D antigen. You're not negative for all antigens. So RH null is different than RH negative. So RH null blood was first described in the early 1960s after it had been discovered that an Aboriginal Australian woman had no RH antigens at all. And prior to that, it had been assumed that if an embryo developed with no RH antigens, that they couldn't survive. Like certainly they were not going to grow up into a totally healthy adult. In the years that followed, several more people were identified with RH null blood, although not very many, but more so than finding people with it for the purpose of donating to one another. What really was important about the RH null type was that it was very coveted by researchers. And it was actually so coveted by researchers that samples have become anonymized so that the scientists cannot like go find the donor and like beg them for more blood, which they did. <laughs> so RH null is truly universal for anybody who has a rare blood type as it has no antigens that will interact with the recipients and cause the transfusion to make them more ill or to not work. So while RH null havers can give to anyone with a rare type, they actually can only receive RH null themselves. So this very small group of like less than 10 people basically has each other's lives in their hands. But because of the bureaucratic nightmare of travel or like trying to send blood samples, these active donors basically travel around the world at their own expense to donate. And so really, I read this and thought, you know, I think like the golden type kind of refers to the person and not the blood itself. Because, you know, if you know that you have this extremely rare blood type and there are like only a few other people like you in the world and they need you and call upon you, put out the bat signal for your RH null blood and you drop everything and pay to try travel halfway around the world to give them blood. I think that kind of makes you a superhero.